With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Here with the 179th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. Big news this week is Vic Beasley will not be resigned. The team uh, issued a broke, breaking news item. Uh, used to just be called a press release. Uh, they would do that and uh, uh, let the folks know in the media what was going on. But now they're in the breaking news business. Uh, but Big Beasley will not be returning, whatever the case may be. Uh, five years, over 3,000 snaps, 37.5 uh, sacks. 11 forced fumbles. Uh, but Vic was a good guy. He was a stand-up guy. Wasn't one of those guys who hid from the media in the locker room. Uh, even through the tough times. Even, uh, you know, after tough games. Uh, you know, a lot was expected of him after getting picked eighth overall. But uh, I expect someone will sign him. He's uh, values at $7.3 million. Uh, Three years, 22.3 is what Spot Rec is projecting. But uh, after I owe to Vic, we're going to uh, review our uh, interview with Arthur Blank. you hear that. Then we're going to go to five possible replacements for Vic. And then just do, and then a couple other guys we want to look at. Uh, we'll call them uh, guys to watch. And then the uh, wrap-up with some dates here, the combine coming up, the uh, owners meeting, and then uh, the draft there in Vegas. But let's go right here to uh, owner Arthur Blank. We met with him at the Miami Beach Convention Center on January the 29th. Uh, we like to make sure that we... Uh, you know, we wrote about all, all the things we talked about with him, starting with the PSLs, Austin Hooper, and the other moves. But let's let you all hear that here now. I'm obviously going by uh, changes in life circumstances. People move away, they get divorced, they get uh, married, they have children. Uh, you know, I mean, a variety of things that can, you know, change people's circumstances and their ability to continue to afford those. So I think that... Um, overall, our success has been really good with PSLs. Um, we have defaults. Uh, we had them last year. We'll have them again this year. Um, and we uh, need to continue to find ways to you know, make sure they'll sold through and we have the kind of fan experience in the stadium that's important. And, you know, part of that, obviously, is we're going to have to um, produce a different set of results on the field. That's definitely been a factor. So I'm, um, and I'm optimistic we can do that this coming year based on a variety of things which you, you know, obviously reported on and, you know, all the things that characterize the turnaround in the second half of the season are things that I believe we can carry forward to next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're in a good position to draft. We'll have 
three picks in the first two rounds and, and uh, will uh, be appropriately active in free agency. And, but I think primarily it's going to improve us to the draft. And uh, so we'll see how that shapes up. But I, but I um, we're very sensitive to um, fans' experiences, their commitments, their financial commitments, their time commitments, their energy, their passions. Uh, we're pleased that, again, the NFL, our our team, Falcons, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, can go to number one for fan experience in the NFL. So, we, you know, uh, in terms of services, food and beverage, uh, concessions, quality, quantity, service levels, um, price, and speed of service, all those things are important. All those things drive a great fan experience. But the product of the field has to be a competitive product, and we'll work uh, Work and we think we can achieve even a harder, higher degree of success is coming here. And uh, yeah. uh, my sports editor wanted to know when um, you all decided to stay with um, Dan and Thomas, um, were they connected? And he was wondering, you know, what went with Thomas's they're not, evaluation. They're, they're not connected. Okay. I mean, they work together, so they're uh-huh. connected that way. Uh-huh. You always want a head coach and general manager to work together. Mm-hmm. Obviously, as you can appreciate, um, but they're not—they're not connected uh, in any way, shape, or form beyond that. And uh, we will look at uh, continue to look at each one of them this year. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, the performance will be uh, a continuation of the second half of last year, mm-hmm. um, and not uh, not what we saw in the first half of the season. In uh, the draft. Um, that's, you know, you're excited about that and what they can add for, for you guys. You got the pick from New England, too. Um, what are you hoping they, they start? I know they started their draft meetings and so forth. Yeah, well, we've had, you know, we've had draft meetings relative to this year, starting a year ago, right mm-hmm. after the draft since last year. They were already on to this year. Mm-hmm. So um, we've gone through uh, the roster evaluations. Uh, they're having um, draft meetings now, mm-hmm. as we speak. Uh, Dan's been away a few weeks. He's coming back. He's been heavily engaged, and uh, uh, I'm excited to have Rich McKay in that mix as well, with uh, working with Thomas and, and working with uh, Coach Quinn. At the same time, I think that'll be helpful. He's been, uh, you know, senior professional leader uh, as a general manager and team president for 25 years, mm-hmm. and I think um, his uh, his knowledge and expertise will be an additional benefit. Both to the coach as well as Thomas. And uh, what do you think they got to do to get the team back? Or, you know, keep playing like they were. To, yeah. Well, I know. think that's the key. Is it's not even back. It's the question of like maintaining the second half of the year, okay. being typical of what we want to see going forward. Okay. Um, you know, if we were six and two for every uh, half of the year, we'd be thrilled. Be, right. You know, fourteen to four. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, that's the. Four. Yeah. 12 and 4. Sorry, I missed the math here. Yeah, well, uh, but that would be you know, an incredible record if we were able to do that over right. a period of time. But I think that tells you that the roster is basically really good. Mm-hmm. Not perfect. It needs to be worked on in certain areas. Mm-hmm. But the coaches really know what to do. They've connected with the players. The players understand the schemes and are performing now. Uh, so um, I'm, I'm optimistic uh, looking, looking at our uh, this coming year and our ability to be competitive. And uh, Austin Hooper, um, have they updated you? They told us after the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, and that's, and I spoke with Thomas again the other day. I think all of the players that are free agents uh, that we have, have, we've been in touch with all of their agents. Uh, 
discussion for all the agents. I think um, we've said post-Super Bowl, we'll kind of lock down on this and mm -hmm. end up you know, making serious decisions about the number of these players. Uh, we'll see where we end up on that. Okay. And um, are you rooting for Kyle Shanahan in the Super Bowl? Well, I'm, um, yes, mm -hmm. um, I am. But on the other hand, I'm also rooting for uh, a great game in Kansas City as well. Lamar Hunt, when I first came in the year, league was a great friend to me. Uh, he named the Super Bowl. Uh, his wife has been to every game since the start. Coach Reed is an outstanding coach with a great personal story as well. Very special in the game. So, uh, for America and for both fans and both franchises, both sets of fans, I want to see a real competitive game. And, uh, With some scoring. Some scoring. Oh, yeah, I think we're going to get points. Yeah. 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 So, um, John Clayton, we, we, that's my buddy, he said he was hearing that the CBA might get done this week. Then the NFLPA people are talking about, you know, we got to do this. Well, you know where. Well, I'm not sure what the NFLPA is saying. I'll just I'll re echo what Roger said this I'll morning. Say, I don't okay. think Roger would have said that publicly uh, unless he. Uh, actually had reason to say that. Uh -huh. I do think, and I've been touched with a variety of owners that are on the committee and mm -hmm. others, I think there's been real progress made. Your talks have been really productive. Um, I, I think, um, um, I can't tell you to get done this week or not, but I can tell you that there's real progress being made and there's um, reason on both sides to try to get this thing finished mm -hmm. and have it become a win-win for both the players as well as the uh, NFL and the owners. toward Atlanta being again for another Super Bowl? Or are we Absolutely. We definitely want to be in the, in the mix again. We have a thing called the World Cup, which will complicate a little bit. Right. <laughs> so that's a little small huge... soccer game. <laughs> Say again? I said a little small soccer yeah, event. Yeah, so we have, you know, uh, that'll be 2026, and we've, uh, we're obviously on the on the bid list for that, you know, for those games, and we'll see where we end up with that. That's a fact. In, um... Next year's going to, everybody's kind of buzzed, at least the fans I know talking about uh, London and playing over there again. Are you looking forward to that yeah. experience? Yeah, I mean, every, uh, every time, I think, with rare exception, I think virtually every team that's gone run has had a great experience. I think the first year or two, it was, you know, some logistical things that had to be worked through and gotten better, and they have been improved upon. I think they are better now, but it'll be exciting for us to compete in London and not sure who will play. The speculation will play the Broncos, but I don't know that. So. Uh -huh, I'm sorry. Well, all right, Arthur. I certainly appreciate your time. Well, time enjoy, your, enjoy your time down here, and okay. thank you for your coverage. You're welcome. Um, thank you for... It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. That was Arthur Blank uh, thanking us for the coverage. We also went on to talk about uh, uh, some other things. Uh, you know, he said, um, keep asking the tough questions, and he doesn't mind it. Uh, the uh, coach doesn't mind it, and he, he uh, 
kind of patted me on the back for doing it in a professional manner. So that was pretty uh, cool to hear. I might have him do my performance review. <laughs> well, hey, uh, on to the five guys who could replace Vic Beasley. Now here, I mean, it's five guys. I just found the five best out there. I wouldn't, you know, whether they can get them or not uh, is another issue. I think I didn't count the kid in Jacksonville because I'm pretty sure they're going to franchise tag him. Jadavian Clowney's on the top of the list. He had only three sacks in Seattle, but he was uh, very disruptive. Reports are that he did like playing in that 4-3. Shaquille Barrett of the Bucks, 19.5 sacks after only 14 and five previous seasons. Uh, he's a free agent. It's going to be hard to set a market value for him. Those are the two free agents on my list. And the three guys, uh, college guys in the draft, I like. have Chase Young at Ohio State. Got to trade up to go get him at two. Uh, give up probably the one. This year, next year, maybe a two. I mean, it costs a lot, but heck, solve your pass rushing problems, that's for sure. He's supposed to be better than little baby Bosa, who uh, we saw in the uh, Super Bowl uh, give Fisher all kinds of fits. So, all of a sudden, you got a pass rush, which you didn't have and don't have, and got to fabricate some kind of way. 28 sacks. Last year, you just can't uh, go on like that. Now, a name that was mentioned to me by uh, one of my uh, pass rush uh, folks that I talked to is uh, Clavion Chason from LSU. Doesn't have dazzling numbers, but he's 6'4", 250, a five-star recruit out of Houston. He has the speed to burn. So, Clavion... I don't know uh, if he's a 16. I was told that he would be a good fit. Has the speed. 16 might be a little high. But, hey, you know, uh, we've seen the Falcons do that before. Overdrafted the lineman last year. Overdrafted Keanu Neal. uh, Drafting for need. Uh, You do that when you draft for need. And then uh, if it doesn't work out, then you have a Beasley and Jamal Anderson situation. And the last one is one uh, no, nobody, you know, everybody's all over this guy, the Espinosa kid from Iowa. You know, he's a Mel Kuyper kid. I was told that, hey, stay away from these guys that they can say play inside. Uh, so he's one of those guys at 280. Did get 22 sacks in the Big Ten there at Iowa. I want to go see how many of those sacks were against Indiana and Northwestern. Always uh, skeptical of the, some of the Big Ten guys. Uh, but, you know, you're going to have big big fronts up there. Uh, speed-wise is what you worry about, uh, the guys coming out of the Big Ten. So those are the five guys who could replace Beasley. I got two guys on my other list to watch. One is Robert Quinn out of Dallas, but he's he's getting up there a little bit. 14th overall, 2011, 125 games, 106 starts, 80.5 sacks, 25 forced fumbles. He did have 11.5 sacks for Dallas last year. Two-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro. I thought he was going to be... 
you know, much better uh, as a pro coming out. Uh, had a good career, not spectacular, not Hall of Fame type numbers, but a very good career. Certainly would be a short-term solution. Uh, but, yeah, let's keep an eye on him because they do need to do something with some of their other uh, veterans, Crawford, Claiborne, Tyler Davidson, whatever you think, you know, all those guys can play. Just whether if you have money for them or if they get a better deal elsewhere. And then I got to point out Dante Fowler Jr. You all remember him. 2015 draft, he went third overall. Big Beasley went eighth in the same draft. Of course, Dante didn't get along well with the folks down in Jacksonville after uh, he got beat out. Uh, got traded to the Rams. It was uh, basically a year and a half rental out there. Was recruited to Florida by Dan Quinn and a Tony Pauline. Uh, my man Omar Kelly down in Miami swears by Tony, but you know, he's been hit or miss up here. But, uh, he was on, on point on the Keanu Neal situation, but Tony says he's hearing, doesn't say from where, that Fowler wants to come and play for the Falcons. Now, um, we know what the situation is with the salary cap, but let's just watch those two. Those are my on the to-watch list to go with our five best guys that could replace Beasley. Clowney might cost too much. Bears going to be high. Man, they got to trade the farm to go get Chase Young. Clavion Chase on might be too high. And uh, Espinosa might be too slow. So it's no good. Uh, you know, no no uh, clear-cut way they're going to fix the problem. Uh, but they're not going to pay any Vic Beasley any more money to do it for them. So... That's the lay of the land at defensive end as we stand, and, you know, we'll keep watching that uh, over the course of the offseason. Next up is the Combine, February the 24th through the 2nd, up at Lucas Oil. I'm hearing the, the Combine might be going to Vegas. That'll be outstanding. Uh, but uh, a lot of work still, but still outstanding. And the uh, final... Uh, set of dates here, the owners meeting, the NFL annual meeting is uh, March 29th through April 1st in Palm Beach, Florida. And then after that, all things will point towards the April 25th, 23rd through 25th draft in Las Vegas. And then... Uh, just another note here, um, Andrew Thomas, the Georgia kid, the big tackle, he's been working out with Paul Alexander, former Bengals coach and uh, coaching line guru. Uh, of course, uh, you know, he'll be uh, one of the SEC guys to go early in the draft and first Georgia player to go. He'll be in the top ten, uh, no question about it. So we're just going to wrap up here today in the 179th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. We brought you today some Arthur Blank from Miami Beach. He uh, talked about the PSLs and, uh, you know, the thing that he said was appropriately uh, in free agency. So no mega deals. He wouldn't even call Austin Hooper a Falcon for life. Uh, he grouped everybody together. 
that they've been in touch with their agents. Uh, I'll call. Uh, I got my calls out to the agents. I'll just in text messages, and now they're starting to DM people in Twitter. It's you know, hey, however they want to communicate here in these uh, good old millennial days. I remember the old days when Lee Steinberg would just pick up his phone and call you right back. Good old days. But with that, hey, we're gonna get on out of here. You all take care and have a great rest of the week. Thanks for listening to the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution is taking Georgia political coverage to the next level. Now, Georgia's smartest political team is adding Hall of Fame political broadcaster Bill Nygut. I am beyond thrilled to be joining the remarkable political team at the AJC. And with the year that we have unfolding in politics, it's going to be an exciting ride. Read Bill Nygut's expert insight on AJC.com and listen to the Politically Georgia podcast with me, Greg Bluestein, And me, Patricia Murphy. And me, Tia Mitchell. Hear new episodes every weekday. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.